at you got the so baseball podcast for tuesday november 23rd this is a roundtable discussion of all kinds of sports as you head into your holiday weekend so kick back relax and if you don't hear what you want to hear immediately stay with us because we will probably cover your favorite team or your favorite sport at some point over the course of the hour so everybody have a great holiday and enjoy the show What's up? Hey, buddy. How was your trip to um, the UK? Um, it, the trip was amazing. Um, it was really pleasant to be in a different country. Yeah. Um, and I have not left the. Everybody has just joined. Uh, just to fill you guys in, I said to Sasha, How was your trip to the UK? He just got back from uh, yeah. your, um, from from london so anyway. otherwise known as anarchy in the uk sasha Wait, hold it hold on a second <laughs> hold on one time out was that great dane on a flight all the way to england no that was a great dane on the way home from england and it wasn't just one she had two of them oh wow that's wow. going to be the cover art for this episode yeah um, did, and, and so all the way london sfo direct flight yeah great danes oh my god yeah so for the readers who don't know, uh, so I was on a flight back. These flights are not full. Um, when I was at the gate, this woman showed up with two big Great Danes. And I thought they were, you know, just walking around and that they were going to be crated. Oh, no, no, no. They came on as passengers. And she had, <laughs> she had the hey, bulk. They bought their own seats. You know, they bought their own seats. So they had their own seats. But since they're Great Danes, one. They can't be seats. crated. You can't crate a Great Dane. Yeah. You let them fly the plane if they want to. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's amazing. I mean, because we, when we flew with our cat, I was like, well, what do people do with like a bigger dog? They just buy it a ticket, I guess. Yeah, oh. they buy seats. I'm pretty sure this belonged to someone who had lots of money because I don't think she was the owner. I think this was like, hey, Sarah, um, I want you to bring my Great Danes to uh, San Francisco. So can you yeah. make that happen in like three? That's I think was what was going on. These were like right. Blythe Danner's Great Danes. This is, this, this is, and I noticed they had bulkhead seats too, which was yes. uh, quite yeah, that's where Kevin seat. likes to sit. Yeah, yeah. If you can get it, that's yeah, that's the now, if what's, I got, your, if, what's your website where you track what's the best seat on every plane? What do you think? It would uh, spread yeah. that around. Seat yeah, guru. spread it around. Com. What's that site? Seat, Give seat them some Seatguru.com. Seat Possible sponsor. Who knows? You can yeah. plug. You can plug your plane in there, and it will tell you what plane is going, what yeah. kind of seating. I, I knew more than the people at the airport. That was the amazing part. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but but the Great Danes. I mean, what if I got that bulkhead seat? I'm all so excited. I'm well, I, I'm sure they they arrange it so that you know this is. I mean, obviously she had to stay with the dogs. One yeah. dog was on the floor, and the other one was like head on her lap and like taking yeah. up three seats. Oh, okay. So they had that the whole row or whatever. Yeah. I think wow. if somebody said, you know, I'm allergic to dogs or I have. I have a dog phobia. They would probably reseat you. Yeah, I'm sure they would. I'm allergic to dogs, and by the end of the flight, I was sneezing quite a bit. Oh no! Oh, really? really? Oh, oh shit! That's well, bad. Well, well, suit. So exactly, class action suit going hey, on here, Ross. Yep. You got Accidente. that? Yeah, um, we are class action. All right. Yeah. Look, we got representing the airline. Welcome probably. back, Sasha. I'm glad I got that. Um, 
under your belt. We're all looking forward to taking our first international trip someday. Um, but before we get started, I have to issue one correction. Two podcasts ago, I said Corbin Burns should get the Cy Young because he pitched so great, even though he sucked in the playoffs. He did not wow. suck in the playoffs. He actually was fine in the playoffs and um, didn't give up an earned run in that game, although the Brewers lost to the Braves in that game. So Corbin Burns, uh, you know, spoiler alert, congratulations on your Cy Young. And uh, we congratulate you. And I apologize for slandering you and saying you didn't pitch well in the Thank NLDS. You. Thank you, Ross, so, for that correction. Moving along. Um, we're moving into awards season is over for Major League Baseball. We know who won everything now. Um, our predictions were our predictions were incredible. Everybody that we mentioned for the most part was like in the top three or top five in the voting for that particular category. So your boy Corbin Burns got his Cy Young. Um, yeah. Otani got his MVP. Yeah. And, you know, we, we all said he deserved some praise in other ways, whether he deserved the MVP or not. Some of you want to. Well, I felt validated because I said that he was the best, uh, um, you know, all the way at everything, should take yeah. every award. And they made the biggest don't know if I picked the right award, but I know I had the enthusiasm that I was tapping yeah. into. But Dave, you said he should win the NL award as well. That was <laughs> exactly. I still think so, that. when you when you say everything, that, yeah, yeah, no, no he no. should so have Bryce won Harper manager. Did. He should have won manager, <laughs> manager of the year, yeah, all and of it. Spirit Award. Yeah, yeah. NL MVP was Bryce Best Harper. Moment. Very controversial. Best moment. All of it. Best okay. moment. And can you, um, can you mute? Him? Okay. Just to wrap up, Robbie Ray, American League Cy Young. Crazy. Corbin Burns, Ameri uh, NL Cy Young. Crazy. R Robbie Ray finished ahead of Lance Lynn and Garrett Cole. I say it was deserved. He had a like a sub three ERA. I mean, the guy was just unhittable, right? Unhittable. I don't know. I, I was going for Garrett Cole. Um, and Me then too. finally, Bryce Harper of the Phillies gets the MVP in the National League. Uh, he he did put the team on his back. Unfortunately, he didn't carry them to a playoff spot. But you know what can you do? So if anybody has, he any can more try to pitching. Say... <laughs> <laughs> That's if he wants to be as he does. He does pitch. He pitches that little beard cream and stuff. He sells. Oh, that. that's right. Yeah, beard cream. Twelve whiskey and things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Speaking of which, <laughs> another possible sponsor. Um. No. But. Uh, well, I think Otani stole the show. We all agree on that. Um, and he was not on a playoff team either, you know? So it's true. you can't blame that. He so, but, but, but then my point there is okay, uh, who was second in voting? I don't know. Second in voting in the, in the NL, NL MVP? Yeah. Uh, in was the Juan NL? Soto. Was it? Right. And, and then yeah. who was third? Tatis. Tatis, right? So can anyone tell you that Harper had a better year than Tatis? I don't know. Tatis That's... missed some stretches. Um, yeah. you Padres know. wouldn't have won the games they won. And just the Tatis. way they finished the season, like I don't know how you could give them any awards based on that well, behavior. But, 
but that's my point is if, if you want to give the top three awards to people whose teams who didn't make the playoffs, unlike the person who came in fourth, whose team won 107 games and he was a major part of that. Right. Uh, so Crawford. So exactly. But that's fine. If you want to give the award to someone whose team didn't make the playoffs, how do you justify that Harper was better than Tatis? She was not. I mean, this is what I don't understand. I just yeah. like I was really surprised by that. It just like yeah. he's like in all this, the major stats that matter. He's he had forty two home runs. His batting average is two eighty two, and uh, you know he had ninety seven RBIs, which is is more than Bryce Harper. Like I don't I don't understand. Oh, that. it's I, all about. Okay, listen to this. I, I, I have I have the answer, but go ahead. Rob. Okay, well here's my um, baseball has an incredibly short memory. Um, Harper for that whole stretch of July, August of September was going absolute nut job. He, uh, he batted 333 in July. He batted 337 in August. He batted 323 in September. He had an OPS above 1.0 in all three of those months. He had a 1.2 OPS in August. Like he was absolutely just going ham on the league in the second half. And even right. though his team couldn't fucking muster shit around him, he was just beasting up and down the NL East. And, you know, it wasn't enough, but like people were like, holy shit, he's going to drag these guys into the playoffs. And the, the Phillies did not make a ton of moves like the Braves did, that he didn't get the help. So, you know, Harper was out there like a one man army. And he, de- whether he deserves the MVP, he deserves the accolades that he's getting because he, absolutely went nut job in the second half right but that still doesn't in my book it's like there's the, the thing i was gonna say there's three words east coast bias unless east coast is yeah yeah and and that's why that's why he's number one and that's why soto's number two and that's why tatis is number three and crawford's number four because okay well, so so, do you think that uh, so Tatis suffered from the collapse of San Diego? Like they just yes. like kept it bad in the second half. Yeah, they they did. But to my point, if you're if you're going to vote for three guys whose teams didn't make the playoffs and one team Nationals finished last, um, you know, and Juan Soto got second place, there's no way that Tatis is not number one of those three. I don't think he should have. I thought Crawford should have won it, but that's my take on it but but what i'm saying if you're going to narrow down those three people look at tatis's like year with all his injuries and everything else as ross pointed out he came back they put him wherever they had him in the outfield he had the shoulder separation thing going on they back at shortstop and when he was in the game you felt the padres had a chance to win he had some big huge clutch moments um you know well here's my retort to your west coast bias yeah, Shohei Yeah, but Shohei is a different story. The Major League Baseball is already, already like, you know, they gave him the other award, commissioners. Award. Who's on he, the cover of MLB The Show? Fernando Tatis Jr. Why, Harper wasn't available? I'm just saying. Well, I just think, I think Tatis happened to be very marketable. And- no, I, that's what I'm saying is Tatis is, is a big thing. I'm just saying that Sh- uh, Otani got – more buy-in from certain aspects of major league baseball. Right. I think so too. Starting well, the I don't think Tatis game. should have gotten the, 
MVP, even though I love the Padres. I think, you know, MVP has to at least involve like you helped your team get to the playoffs or at least got close or sort of did that. You know, if you're just like on a struggling, losing team, you know, like I I just don't believe that Tatis should have got it based on the meltdown. You can't melt down like that and win an award. It, exactly. I mean, my, my classic case in there is always, and I forget what year it is or was. I think it was 80. No, it wasn't 80. No, it was. I forget what year. But Andre Dawson won the MVP with the Cubs, and the Cubs finished in last place. Mm-hmm. Because Dawson had just a monster year. And his, his numbers were incredible. And Tatis's numbers are incredible. Like I said, if you're going to play it one way, play it one way. But Harper's kind of like the Grammy awards, right? Like there was something about him that everyone, you know, wants to give the vote to him because they know his name or they, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, East coast bias, you know, he's national. And Phillies. he delivered. I mean, he, no, no, he did, but he's supposed to be delivering for a long time. So they feel like, Oh, cause you know, once they write that story about someone, they need to build it. Yes. And, and, Tatis has time to continue to build his stories. Harper has time, but you know, hey, it's he still hasn't won anything, right? He's he's been talked about winning, and he he leaves the one team that he's with. And what did they do? They won the World Series. Yeah. Well, see, so I'm actually like reading like the ESPN article where I was oh, okay. looking at the list, and and they basically that's what they said is that these three players like their metrics were so close together. Like this is like word for word. You start looking at the context and the narrative. The Phillies didn't make the playoffs, but they stayed in the race as long as they did, largely because of Harper's huge finish to the season. So that's that's why he won, right? Because yes, he if you're looking if you're if you're looking for what separates these three, because it's not just stats, he's the one who had the largest impact on his team versus the other players. And and when nice. the other players were playing, not Juan Soto, the other players were playing. All those people who voted were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Juan Soto getting the votes is just like people trying to um, put him up as like the next Ted Williams, essentially the generational player. And he did have a terrific season once he got going uh, after a slow start. But, um, it's, you know, it's he, he's so young. He's so young. Yeah. He has won a ring, unlike Harper. And his team was out of it from day one. So, you know, he wasn't ever going to get the motive, the the whatever behind him to win it. But, you know, I'm glad he got some votes. Oh, no, um, me too. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that there's something very suspicious about Tatis coming in third. That's the part that I'm playing. Because I, yeah. I don't know how that's possible. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it just seems. All right. seems well, that- as you know, um, this is not just a baseball podcast anymore. <laughs> this is a multi-sport podcast and um several several of our listeners have written in um to ask us about if we would cover the fenwick friars uh high school football championship game our father and our uncle uncle bruce both avid listeners of the podcast wrote in to bring to our attention that their beloved fenwick friars um defeated um Sycamore to advance to the first state championship football game in school history to be played this Saturday uh, at some big old stadium. I think it's uh, 
hang on. Stay with me. It's in, uh, it's in DeKalb, I believe. <laughs> Stay with me. No, Husky Stadium. It's at, it's at Husky Stadium. It's this Saturday, and you can stream it live on IHSA TV. Um, That's great. Well, wait a second. How do you spell that? www.ihsatv. I'm getting this directly from the Fenwick High School, FenwickFriars.com uh, newsletter that my father forwarded to me this now, morning. So, do you find it very odd that your so your father went to the school and our uncle Bruce? Shout and out your to uncle Bruce. Bruce. And Did then, Uncle Ross go too? No, but then huh. they moved to. Your father ended up in San Diego with the Friars. Oh wait, no, Uncle Uncle Ross did go to Fenwick. My bad. He just went to a different college as them. Um, I thought he was talking about you. We're not turning this into like a family history, although um, we do want to have both our dad and our uncles on to cover more about, uh, you know, so golf, so fishing, whatever you guys want to come on and talk about uh, Chicago history. We are here for it. It's a long off season. So good luck to your Fenwick Friars this weekend and we are now moving on to my alma mater, uh, UCLA, who are playing Gonzaga in roughly 90 minutes. Um, UCLA played last night and they beat um, Bellarmine, a very small school. But tonight they're going to face the team that put them out of the final four last year. Gonzaga, it's the number one and number two ranked teams in the nation. Good luck to my Bruins and um, you know, where can, where can we watch last- that? That's on ESPN. It's the return of Dick Vitale from his cancer uh, surgery. So tune in tonight on ESPN to watch UCLA. UCLA's coach is like this twisted genius, right? We love the guy. He's, he's made UCLA a defensive powerhouse when normally they never play any defense, but uh, he's also so critical of the team that it's uh, it's scaring me a little bit. Like the, the Bruins were kind of in second gear last night. A, because they were playing like uh, essentially a mid-major, like very small school. And they knew they had to play Gonzaga tonight. So they were kind of in cruise control. And then the coach chews them out after the game. It's like, no, come on. They're, they, the, the players know what they're doing. They're saving a little bit in the tank for Gonzaga. So Mick Cronin, chill out. Uh, go eat some Krispy Kremes and relax. Uh, so wow. That's, that's, that's UCLA. Dude, we're never going to get Mick on the show with that kind of talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that game, that game, uh, and my grandfather went to Gonzaga. No, and that game is in Gonzaga, right? No, it's in Vegas. Well, why is it yeah, Vegas? I yeah, it's why is it these, uh, showcase but, games? But they're oh, really like for gamblers? Well, they do it's these. Like they do these. Yeah, they do these season, these holiday yeah. wow. festival tournaments. These are great. These are really fun. Yeah, I and love uh, a lot of these. This is seri- this is a serious scheduling thing here they got going on. Oh yeah, yeah. game six. Game college six basketball for tries to dominate Thanksgiving. College basketball really is so great, and yeah, they really they really go for it. And if you're yeah. if you are a nut for college basketball like we are, there's some we other are. there's some other exciting matchups to take note of. Um, you know, depending on how uh, how uh, the game goes tonight with. Um, What's their called? Gonzaga. Gonzaga will then take on Duke on Friday. That's going to be the number one versus number five seed. That's also on ESPN on Friday at seven thirty Pacific. Wow. That's right. So, 
Um, did anyone well, watch any NFL this weekend? Hey, yeah, hold on. So, hold, hold on no, a second. No, no, we're moving on. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Dave, what were you going to say? Uh, yes, and then on to NFL. I was just going to say, easy on the UCLA coach. College basketball coaches, as a rule, are psychotic. Yes. They're insane. So them yelling at a team that's winning is right on with their lifestyle. You're right. I don't think, right. I don't think on to football. I don't think that's legal anymore, though. You can't yell at the kids. No, he, he dissed him in the kids. press conference too. They're He's chill. like, I consider yeah. this a loss after they yeah. won by 15 points. I, I, like, I Someone called social services on that. <laughs> That's yeah. Well, so yeah. So yeah. under under 25 is the new under 15. So I, I'd All like right. to go on, like on a, on a bit of a tangent here, <clears throat> and I'd like to hear like. So does anyone has anyone actually participated in in sports at the college level where you know. It, whether it's like JV or something or anything like no, that. Intramural only. Intramural only. Nope. So I'm getting a really, I mean, it's this, I'm getting some exposure to this because my son made the JV team for soccer. And like, A, their season, they're playing like 17 games in like two months. They have practice every day. And this is like the first insight I have, like even like a minuscule amount of what it's like to be a college player in anything. Like the commitment that you make to just being part of the team is yeah. actually way more than I thought it would be. Because even yes. JV at high yes. school level, it's like, oh no, you're pra- I mean, they're not, and they're practicing not just for an hour. It's like when school ends, you go there to the field and they're practicing until it gets dark. Like yeah. to me, that's that how it was for me for soccer at Bishops. Yeah, we practice every day that we didn't have a game, and you practice for at least two and a half hours. So then, how do they get the academics in? How does that work? It just seems screw the academics. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, you light up a TV dinner, you set them in front of the TV, you, you give them a notebook, and you say, "Get to work, man." Get, you know, yeah. breakfast, yeah, well, breakfast is overrated. For, uh, congrats to Maddox for making the team. Yeah, yeah, good job, Maddox. Uh, I like this stuff. Doesn't you sound saying. like doesn't sound like these two supported, but yeah, good thing you made the team. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like, I just think that it like, you know, and so now the UCLA is like, they're in second place and just like the unbelievable right. commitment. Yeah. And it's the stress of doing that. Like having this guy yell you out, just like, yeah, this is great. I need to do a paper that's like due in two days and we've got another game. It's just like, it just, I, I, I don't know. I have a new respect for just getting the slight exposure to the players of what they have to go through. Cause this is yeah. not, it's like, yes. they basically have two jobs. Oh, for sure. No, and especially in, in college where uh, everyone's making money except for the players for the yeah. most part. Now, now they, they, they are can, making some money. No, though. I know. Now they, I said for the most part because now they can do those deals. They can, yeah. Um, but in the old days, the only people making money were the coaches mm-hmm. and even the coaches. It, 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 Ross, back me up on this. Didn't some of the coaches get like sneaker deals for their team? Like, but they got the money or something? There was, well, like, they were oh, allowed yeah. to get. Um, yeah, but I don't know how many actually did. But yes, yeah. the coaches were paid, especially college football coaches. They're paid like whew, barrels yeah. of money. But there were like, you know, and all kinds of like ad things and whatnot. So, uh, but can we get the football? Because yeah, getting on to I want to so call out. I want to call out Dave, and and I, I backed him up on this on the game last week that we were very specific about that we thought we were going to call that game and know who's going to win. And that was the Vikings versus the Packers. <laughs> exactly. And, and we, cause we said it, we were like, we saw they, this coming. Yeah. When they started pumping up the Packers defense, Oh, oh. the Packers defense. 
They're so great. Let me give you some numbers on them. 341 yards passed by Kirk Cousins on them with three touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah, exactly. And let's, was this let's on stick, the road or at home? Uh, this is in, in Minnesota. And they rushed for uh, 90 yards as well, right? So, um, and They ran all over them. And the Vikings won the game. They passed all over them. They did everything all over them. Don't, don't change that. Don't change that vowel. Um, they so well. And I, I just want to say we that, were talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole thing about nobody knows anything. Thing. That's right. But we did. We knew. <laughs> well, that's what we did. We tricked it by yeah. by saying what you know we shouldn't know. We then figured it out. Exactly because is, uh, is, is, is Rogers now is he vaccinated? Like how is he playing again? No, he he uh, he did that so. thing that Joe Rogan did. Um, he he's he no because I don't think he's vaccinated. I think he no, I he said because think... he he had the the he had COVID so now negative test. Yeah. Oh, he's doing negative tests. Yeah, it's very very odd. Very the whole thing's odd. He's odd. All right. So, but yeah, well, good yes. question. Well, that that also <laughs> was the case, and there was another game. The Buffalo lost again against like I think. Oh yeah. Forget who, but yeah. some, you know, oh, they got beat by like the, Houston or something. Yeah, no, the Titans lost to Houston. Oh, right, right. Bu- yes, exactly. Buffalo lost to the Colts. Bad. Titans lost yeah. to Houston. The old Houston Oilers lost to the new Houston Texans. You wow, look at yeah. you, bum go bum Phillips. Earl um, Campbell and the Jesus with his jersey getting ripped oh, off. Oh yeah. I am, I'm not great. watching the sport, so I have to go from my history. I know you're very good. No, we, we like that. That's that's it. I watched, yeah. I think, about six games this last week. So what the uh, hell? I, I really just I, I well I had, I had we're taking uh, you know home, but this is a full time job. You're taking now. this seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, keep it's a tax write off. Keep moving. What it. other games of what else happened that was significant? Well, we had the we had the reinforcement that the 49ers are on an up curve. Right? They beat a really bad team, but they beat them. soundly right so so that's the key in the nfl if you if when you play the bad team and you beat them soundly you're doing something right unlike some other teams that play the bad teams and lose to them (laughs) it's like right um so so the nfl is all about this upswing and and to, to back it up what we talked about last week it is possible that the new england patriots somehow some way are one of the best teams in the nfl right now that's right because they're, they're right. playing, they're playing really good yeah. football. I saw um, a note in our in our shared document. Tom Brady is nice. Um, what does that mean? Well, I wrote that because I know I he's thought, not on the Patriots anymore. I thought but... that it's probably pretty obvious that he is nice, but I just thought it was worth a mention because you know I've been in my personal life, never on this show, you know, pretty hard on Tom Brady because you know if you're not a New Englander back in the day, you like you were mad, you were jealous and mad. Right. Um, but now that he's on Tampa Bay and I see all these other things, he seems great. So I actually think I like Tom Brady now. So, I, you know, maybe I was wrong about him. Well, he, he does. He does say hi to his mom and dad. He's, <laughs> every time you ever notice that? No, I'm, I'm like, okay. No, I didn't time. notice that. He should he be rewarded that. for that. That's like really yeah. basic. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's and exactly he's very, <laughs> and, and and but he's very intense. Like I, I read this thing recently about him and how he was saying that he he really yells at the referees. Like he gives them yeah. like nobody's business. Which hey, you know what? They deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> he should become a college basketball coach. Exactly. Anyway, 
So, um, you know, we know and, we know plenty about Tom Brady. He's got a Brazilian wife. Uh, he whoa. makes out with his kids. Um, he uh, he he doesn't eat tomatoes or any other inflammatory. Uh, he doesn't eat nightshades. Me and Greg tried going on the Tom Brady diet for a little while, but uh, we st <laughs> still could, we couldn't pass like Tom Brady. Anyway, enough about whoa, him. Can I, one other football note, since we're in football territory, let's yeah. talk about the Chargers. They played on, yes. uh, um, I believe it was Sunday night. Sunday they played night. the Sunday night game. And that was one of the most exciting Charger games I've seen in a long while. Yes. And since we have a West Coast bias, you know, I can talk a little more about it. Herbert was fantastic. I mean, that Amazing. guy is a madman. Yep. Didn't somebody and... get a cheap shot against him and then he came back yeah. and something? <laughs> exactly. I saw this on Twitter. Yeah, no, Herbert's the best. I love the guy. And I hate the Steelers. So that was wonderful because they, they're the kind of team that just loves to come and beat the Chargers or, you know, just just screw over the Chargers somehow. <laughs> Although we did have one of our greatest victories ever against them in that, uh, you know, AFC championship game. I don't know but if you remember the, that one. This, this yes, game, I, I, watched the whole, I watched the whole game Sunday night there. This game was game four of the day, I think. This game, what reminded me of that Chargers uh, – uh, Dolphins game way back when. Oh yeah, a lot which of I think was, I think it was forty one thirty eight, and this one was forty one thirty seven. But because you had the complete like crazy fourth quarter for the Chargers, I think oh, yeah, they, they wanted points. to give it up. Yeah, that and, was insane. And, yeah, and the, but they hung tough, like, clowning on the Chargers. Like Pittsburgh yep. was like zero and three hundred and something to, you know. I mean, they had the block situations, oh block punt. Yeah. I was at the it, grocery store and I picked up a copy of that free newspaper they give you at the grocery store. And it actually had the, the gall to say the chargers suck. And this what, is like this, the little sheet. I mean, this was before this game. Um, this was before this game had happened. So that grocery store, the grocery store is coming for the Dude, chargers. And I'm I don't know what fucking store that is, but I will stop not going to Grover's. <laughs> Okay. I don't know what. Um, but I, I didn't get. I'm going to give you one stat from that game, though. One just one little sliver of something that this will blow your mind. So the score in the fourth quarter was the Steelers scored 27 and the Chargers scored 14. It was like a game in itself. 27-14. Oh, wow. So with <laughs> exactly. a, with with the final score 41-37. But I have to give it to Herbert because Herbert, any other young quarterback, a lot of young quarterbacks would have fallen when the Steelers took the lead there. Yeah. And he, but he, he showed a lot of poise and uh, showed a lot of like, just hanging in there with, yeah. I really like, I, dude, lo I love his, his stability. Yeah. And what about at the end when they had to get a stop on Pittsburgh, they sat Bosa sacked Roethlisberger yeah. like 30 yards backwards. Yeah. Roethlisberger still playing. Of course, he's yeah. like grandpa, and all the guy, and he's like he even calls my him lord. Kids. He calls the he calls the other players his kids. <laughs> he needs to retire. That's so screwed up. Dude. Um. Oh my lord. Anyway, it was it was a great it was a great game. It looked like it was not a great game in the third quarter uh, because the Chargers were up twenty seven to ten, and I think they had the ball, and then all hell broke loose in the fourth quarter, and Al Michaels and Chris Collinworth could not have been happier. <laughs> yeah, they were loving it. That was really annoying. Um, <laughs> so there's, there, there, there's one thing I, I want to. So maybe we should take a bet. Is like, how many people think the Lions are not going to win a game this season? They're currently oh nine and one. 
I I think uh, well, I don't know. I have to look at their sketch, but I'd be willing yeah. to. Uh, I'll throw some money around. Not knowing anything, I say they get one because they're playing on yeah. Thanksgiving. They play early, and a lot of times the other teams oversleep and they're not ready. So if they don't get it on Thanksgiving, they're probably not going to get it. So and and if they do have a winless season, they will be the only team to have done it twice: once in two thousand eight, and then this year. Yikes. <laughs> They're the anti-Dolphins. Yeah. So they their schedule is this. They play the Bears on Thanksgiving, which I think that could be the game they could win. They play the Vikings. They play the Broncos. They play the Cardinals. They play the Falcons, and they play the Seahawks. So if they can't win one of those games in this yeah. league, there is a serious problem. They must be yeah. tanking. They, they must need be to target like, one of those teams and just figure yeah. out exactly how yeah. to beat them and start working on it now. Exactly. Um, okay, <laughs> moving along. Um, we have on our line um, Boston College alumni, Sasha. Yes. He, he graduated from Boston College and is very proud. Uh, if you see his, his car bumper sticker from the 90s. Um, so, um, some of the So Baseball family was looking at uh, Boston College last week, and it's been brought to my attention that Boston College actually moved their campus outside of Boston to a, kind of a suburban campus. So what I want to know is, did you go to the downtown campus or did you go to the suburban campus and which did you prefer? I don't know if that, if it did happen, it happened way before my time. As far as I know, Boston College has always been on that suburban campus. Okay. Are, you talking, are you talking about Boston University? Dave? What? Are we talking about Boston College or Boston University? Boston College is what was the question? <laughs> well, Ashley told me that at some point Boston College moved, and I know we have a Boston College alumni in our midst. So I was asking him, did he go before or after the move? It sounds like he went after the move to the yeah. idyllic uh, Ivy-covered halls yeah. of of Boston College. Would you recommend that anyone go to Boston College? Uh, so Boston college is a very different school than when I went. Um, it was, um, and everyone will agree with this before Doug Flutie, it was kind of a commuter school, beautiful campus, um, well-regarded, but not that well-known after Doug Flutie, um, it became a college that everyone wanted to go to. And in fact, when I, when I went, which is, I'm not even going to say the year cause it's going to date me. It was basically everyone's uh, backup school because everyone who wanted to get in George into Georgetown because because of St. Elmo's fire must have been it. If they didn't get in, <laughs> they got into Boston College because it was just just like what was your first choice? Georgetown. Like almost like sixty percent of like whenever you ask that question, at least when I, my year, it was it was the, the the college that they wanted to go to if they didn't get into Georgetown because it does have a beautiful campus, right? It's like really just like if you were to think about uh, a college in the United States, um, just from like watching movies, like you're just, you would be like, okay, this makes sense. Like, this reminds me of like what I would see in movies. It is a beautiful campus. Yeah, well, Kingston, Kingston loved it. And he said that, you know, like it was like, it was near Boston, but he didn't think he was like in Boston. Like when he checked out uh, um, Northeastern, I think, where he was like, this is like in the middle of Boston, the city of Boston. And yeah. Boston College was like, 
it felt away from all of that. Yeah. So is, is he, that is accurate? He, yeah. Is he thinking of, of, of going to Boston college? Is that what well, he's, he, you know, he's, he's, it's early yet, but you know, he did like what he saw there. I'll say that. Could you put so, in a good word with the Dean? Um, if I knew who the Dean was, sure. Dean Warmer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of Doug Flutie in college football, I have a note so wait, here from Sasha, someone. you were affected by the Flutie factor. That's part of why you went to Boston College. Well, I mean, I, I, I went because um, I mean, I, I like I actually didn't. I, I, so I saw this, the, the, the school because I, I, I went to boarding school in New England. So I went because I liked it. I actually didn't really know about Doug Flutie. I mean, I, I grew up in Singapore. Right. So it was when I was going to college and I would mention that people just, oh, yeah, Doug Flutie. I'm like the first time someone asked <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a big no on the well, Flutie factor for Sasha coming over yeah. from Singapore. He opened to attend for college. Michael Bolton on his last tour. Now, where yeah. did they where did they film Porky's? That's a high school. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Probably. In Sasha's basement. But that's great. No, that Doug Flutie thing's hilarious because you're right. I mean, no one ever heard of until Doug Flutie started throwing balls. No. Like, like the Hail Mary. That Hail Mary. The infamous yeah. Hail Mary. That, Mary. Yep. That and Hail Mary. Then, and that's also, I mean, that's the thing of like the reason like that, that, that schools have a, a sports program. I mean, it's just unbelievable how that one event yeah. basically like turned the school into a somewhat competitive. I mean, basically, I think it's probably as hard, if not harder to get into Boston College as it is into Georgetown. And I think that a lot of people agree with me. You can look at when that happened. It was because of the Doug Foodie year. Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Do they have, a, they must have like a statue or the. Doug Flutie something or other there. Oh man, but when he shows up on campus, oh my God. Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> they actually they don't say the Hail Mary there at the Jesuit school. They actually say Doug Flutie now. They, no, but they have it's just they have, called a Doug Flutie. But they have like all sorts of Doug Flutie memorabilia memorabilia. I don't know about yeah. now. There's like a flip book where you can actually like, you know, you can animate the uh the Hail Mary pass. <laughs> Like to your heart. Oh, that's a nice thing for the kids. I want that. Why didn't Ashley pick up that while she was there? She probably didn't get into the bookstore. Uh, All right. And do you think people are going to, uh, just one last thing on this Boston College. Do you think people are going to Boston College now because of Matt Ryan? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's enough. (laughs) All right. Um, So we're going to do a quick uh, whip around. I've asked everyone to bring. I've asked everyone to bring one topic. Um, I, I have a bunch, but I'm just going to do one right now. Um, this is going to be a, we're going to do a 60 second whip around. Um, I'll, I'll start, then we'll go the same order that we went in our, our, our balloting. So it'll be me, Kevin, Sasha, then Dave. Um, give us a sports blurb, something off the checklist that you have or a topic of interest. I am, of course, going to start with my beloved Lee Dome. Uh, the, the Dominican Winter Baseball League is in full swing. They're about halfway through. My Tigres del Licey are in last place uh, with a record of 9 and 12, but only three and a half games out. And you really only have to be in the top four out of six to make the next phase of the league. So they really, they're not so far out of it um, that they can't pull into, into um, position. Uh, and to, to just one final note, the Yankees have sent... Their um, center fielder, who's recovering from surgery, to Escojito. So he'll be playing for the other Santo Domingo team. So watch for Aaron Hicks in Lee Dome this week, um, starring for the Leones of Escojito. So that's my bet. Uh, Kevin, you got a blurb for us? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, two words, LeBron James. Yeah. 
That um, was on my list. Yeah. Uh, what the? I mean, okay, that was such a cheap shot. It was such a cheap because it wasn't the initial contact. It was the secondary, like, oh, get off me! I'm going to hit you in the face. Um, and 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 they only gave him a one game suspension, which I thought was ridiculous. He should have got a longer suspension. And I'm so glad the other guy went after him. So he had, <laughs> you're glad. He, yeah, because he deserved it. That was such a cheap shot. That was like no, but the that, other guy got himself two game suspension. Uh, exactly, he should have just why? hung back and not gotten any suspension. No, no, they should have gave LeBron James like five games for that. That was cheap. That was one well, of the cheap cheap shots I've ever seen. And he was coming off of his Celtics game where he had to put up with the guy's shoe, and because the, the guy's drawn on the shoe with the with the with King and his his Chinese politics. So, um, he's, you know, he wasn't feeling happy. So he decided to take it on this guy's eye. Dave, what's your response? Well, (laughs) yes, I have one. First of all, I'm sort (laughs) of an amateur optometrist. Part of the eye where he got him very thin skin right there. Like you, you just flick it and it starts to bleed. So I agree. It looked very bad, but that is a very sensitive right there on the, on the orbital bone right there. It's very thin skin. So I will say that I think one game is kind of fair for, for the suspension because he did fuck him up pretty bad, but he was, you know, he doesn't have a pattern of it. He was apologetic. And the other guy just went like Isaiah raging bull. I mean, that guy could have hurt somebody. So that wasn't cool. But anyway, I, I think one game was fair. I don't love it, but I, I think it's fair. I mean, I, I will have to say that second lunge was unbelievable. It was just like, oh yeah, yeah. that was, was nuts. I mean, he, he was knocking guys over like a yeah. bowling. Oh no, unbelievable! I was like, the long and over six or seven guys at a time. If you yeah. see the long, if you see the long shot, the shot from behind the hoop because there's they show a lot from the side, but I yeah. saw one from behind, so you could really see like it was like a guy running back a football. Oh it yeah, was, he was breaking every. He was tackle. dragging people. Yeah, yeah no, I mean impressive. that was. But but it, and then my other favorite moment of that was, uh, and, and I say favorite, not being trying to be funny or whatever. But when he goes into the tunnel, and then they're all like, "Oh, he's gonna run around the other side of the tunnel and come out." <laughs> the Lakers know he's coming. He's you know, yeah. Like this whole thing. They like, thought he, he might come out where the Lakers know, bench was. They and really and I wanted to see tunnel cam because what was he knocking over in the tunnel? Like guys with Gatorade, everything is flying. Yeah, because so. when he ran into the tunnel, other guys like ran after, after him. him. Yeah, because they, they knew, knew it wasn't was over yet. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's yep. he going to lap the stadium there and come out the other exactly. end. Exactly. It was just like come out in the but, tunnels and like the weird hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a weird just to to say that and then uh, you know the the whole thing with the guy's shoe in Boston. Is, is interesting too with with LeBron James. So yeah, well, um, everyone knows that Nike ha- uses child labor. I mean, that is just everyone knows it's true, and I'm sure that everyone on this thing has some Nike gear. We, um, you know, I believe that's true. Um, so it's you know you're caught in the middle. You want to have your Nike stuff, but yes, they use child labor. It yeah, you know it's, like it's it's confirmed. Just, it's confirmed. Yeah. Well, well then, you also, then we it, should get rid of our Nike gear, yeah, or I, I at least not buy any Nike new gear. Nike gear. Yeah, unless they're sponsoring this moment forward, show, I'm, I'm I will. I will. Uh, I'll you know wear something. All right, good but, topic, Kevin. But and then the last little bit I'll throw in there, like your uh, like the little part is 
the Giants quickly re-signed three players pretty quickly with Belt taking the $18.5 million. And uh, they re-signed uh, Di Scalfani and they re-signed um, Alex Wood. And, and not for a lot of money. And the rest of the league is going to be really pissed off. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I was stunned by that. I was just like, how does that happen? Like, these, I don't understand, like, the agents, like, like even trying to test the market. I just, well, How do they do it? I, well, because I think they're, they're, it's one thing that the Giants did with – especially – I don't know about Brandon Belt, but I, I, get, I get the feeling they told him. There's like, hey, we'll make some deal with you or something. But um, with the other two, I think it was like they realized – their careers were over until last year and you know for the most part and the giants really resurrected their career and i don't think they wanted to take any chances and they wanted to see you know uh they wanted to continue that and hopefully they can build off what they did this last year yeah there's something going on with the with the cba set to expire in in a week um there's something about um the teams gobbling up pitching right now Mm-hmm. so many free agent pitchers have come off the board verlander i mean just name name a couple others but one uh, just fell on the C- floor C- there Syndergaard. so like t- andrew heaney like teams are just mm-hmm. playing it safe and getting their pitching now i don't yeah. know if they if they're expecting like maybe a two-month lockout so they they want to have their pitchers ready for for pitchers and catchers in case the lockout strength you know stretches into february or whatever but like the hitters are kind of getting short shrift right now there haven't been many trades but pitchers are being signed right and left and the giants are no exception they made their move on their two of their guys that they love from last season so and and i think they'll probably get gaussman if if but he may test the market a little bit more so i mean and it's um I think it, oh, I actually forgot what I was going to say. Um, so I think that, um, you know, them, them getting these, these, these two pitchers is, is definitely an amazing thing yeah. from, from my point of view. And I, I, I just am, am kind of, you know, wondering, like, are we actually going to see like a lot of the major players just come off before December because of the whole CB? Yes. I think you're right. They're all doing it. Yeah, players want to get their deal done before a potential lockout, and um, just just to get kind of get their shit sorted, so they're not like, well, we can't even make a deal now yeah. because there's a lockout. So they're trying to get. We don't know where we're going to live. All kind, of, you know that. Right, Wander oh. Franco, we saw is about to sign a twelve-year deal with the Rays for two hundred million. Uh, ta- rookie, that's called a Tatis deal. I know it's a Tatis style deal, but for about a hundred million less. <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a team friendly deal either way you look at it, even though, you know, it's a nine figure deal. I know what I was going to say. So the one thing that, that I think is also an X factor is Posey is not catching these guys next year. Yep. So that will be really interesting to see if they can actually sustain it because it must have a lot to do with him. Right. It just like to have that guy who just knows, yeah. knows how to handle pitchers. And, and, and you can tell, right? It's just like, you know, people who are coming back to him after having left San Francisco, they're so appreciative of the work that he's done because they know that their success is so much tied to the way that he's catching them. So yeah. it'll be really no, interesting to see. Agree. Big props to Buster Posey. We love him here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, if, I, I don't know anyone else who retired after winning the comeback player of the year. Yeah. Like immediately. That is like, weird. You know, it's kind of like, hey, you came back. 
<laughs> I came back and now I'm leaving again. But I want to make Sasha, did you have more to add for your your round robin here at the end? Just want to make sure we don't miss out on that. Um so I think that and I'm gonna go really off topic here. Just like I was watching the highlights of all the soccer that went on this weekend. <clears throat> and um I watched the Man City and Everton game. Mm-hmm. And I'll keep this like sort of for people who are not interested in soccer. It's just <laughs> stunning how talented that team and how beautifully they play soccer. I mean, I would just watch the highlights are 10 minutes and 54 seconds. And by the end of it, I just like looked at my kids and they were watching too. It was like, wasn't that just freaking stunning? It just, the, the skill involved and just the, the intuitive passing and being able to score goals off of reaction and not even thinking about mm-hmm. it is just unbelievable to me that team is so fun to watch it really is just like even if you don't know soccer you watch that game and like i you try to come away from that game unimpressed but the way they play and the way that their soccer players are able to find avenues to be inventive and to score goals it's really just stunning i was really just so impressed by them it's just really great i didn't see this game but um i will agree that um the talent that has been accumulated by Manchester City over the last five years is just uh, just stunning. And, well, I'm uh, going to check out a game. I haven't seen one yet, and I, I'm inspired. I want to check one out now. Yeah. So whenever um, the next one is, I want to check it. Meanwhile, across town, Manchester United finally dispatched of their manager, Ole Gunnar, Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, yeah. after a kind of a brutal defeat to Watford. So... <laughs> So Ole is, I don't know anything about that, but what, yeah. losing to any team named Watford, you know you did <sighs> bad. They were bad, too. Like, Watford was, like, running circles around them. I was just like, it seemed like they were Manchester United. I was just like, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> the Ronaldo experiment has failed. Get uh, him out of there. He's a loser. Yeah. All Dang. right, Dave, Dave, your turn. Uh, all right, well – I think there's been so much great coverage, but I'll, I'll only just say that, you know, I've been thinking about going on a very deep dive into the connection between sports and holidays, because I think that I never really thought about it, but certain sports own certain holidays. And it's just like, it's almost like it becomes the holiday, you know, like Thanksgiving is a football day. No one's just, you can't argue that, you know? Um, and uh, college football, New Year's Day, they've got that whole racket covered. And I feel like there's more going on here. So look out for my new paper, which I'm writing about the connection right. between sports and holidays. And you mentioned NBA on Christmas Day. Yeah, that, that's another one. That's another one that's going to be in there. And baseball on 4th of July. Right. And then you've got, you've got hockey on... Um, <laughs> that one day the, and you know where they do the outdoors thing <laughs> oh the ice do, yeah you know yeah, yeah the, like winter in, the winter classic the winter classic thank you Rob. that's president's day arbor day that's around no. it's a day between christmas Ar- and new year's arbor day Boxing arbor day. day is owned by charlie brown okay let's not take exactly. that away arbor so day is just charlie look brown, out so. for that it's coming it might no. be a few years in the making but it's on its way well if i may jump in and I'll turn it back to you when I'm done. Boxing Day is owned by cricket. And this yes. year is an Ashes year. And that means that England are heading down 
to Australia to play a five-test series um, for the rights to claim the Ashes Trophy. And the first test actually starts on December 7th in Brisbane. And then, of course, you have your classic Boxing Day test in Melbourne, Australia, to run from the 26th through the 30th. So, so if you have any interest in test cricket, this is an Ashes year. So, you know, get your alarm clocks ready, get your, your instant coffee ready to wake up at 3.30 in the morning and catch some test cricket if you're so inclined. Um, England are getting Ben Stokes back. Australia have lost Tim Payne due to a texting scandal. He's been, he's been uh, sending naughty texts. So there's, I mean, get, get your British tabloids, your Aussie tabloids. Uh, it's, uh, you know. I'd be up for that. Are they what channel is that on? It's going to all be on ESPN. And oh, really? Them in. Oh, shit. I'm in there. Yeah. Australia's letting them in. That's ESPN be has incredible cricket coverage, like worldwide. I know, but, um, but the whole Australia lockdown, this is all happening. No, well, because England is going to are going to head over for like a T20 and one day international warm up matches early. So they're probably like already on their way over there. Gotcha. They're so they'll be... be well tested and vetted yeah. and all that stuff before yeah. the actual test matches start. Okay, so anyway, back to you, Dave, your seasonal holiday sports analogy. Yeah, well, that that's sort of, you know, um, that's a project I'm working on. And then, you know, just taking it way off the books. Um, if you need to go see a good movie, I highly recommend the new Wes Anderson movie, um, uh, The French Dispatch. Yeah. Saw it on the big screen. Best movie I've seen in years. Loved it. Really? Is there, is there sports it. in it? No sports. Well, let me think. <laughs> um, Owen Wilson rides a bicycle. So okay. that's kind of All scary. Right. Just but, check uh, in. Yeah. So that, you know, uh, check it out if you're near your local cinema. Nice. Okay. So I'm very thankful for you guys. I love you guys. You're fantastic. Oh. My brothers. And I'm thankful as we head into Thanksgiving. Oh. That's nice. Well, that was very kind. Thanks, of you. Dave. Um, we are thankful as well that um, all our listeners can join us, and we wish everyone a good holiday break. Um, we have a lot more to talk about. We didn't touch on hockey. We didn't touch on tennis movies. Um, <laughs> we didn't. Well, I, had, I, didn't I, I think we bunches. know there's only one tennis movie, right? We didn't hear no, the word well, bunches I had a uttered. Movies bit, which I think we'll hold till next time. Yeah, we're going to circle back on tennis movies. And then Sasha and I will be doing a Moby Dick roundup of chapters one through 60. Really? So, um, and we've also got plenty of time to talk about <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I didn't read yeah, the book. Yeah, if this becomes so Moby Dick, we got big problems. So Moby Dick. All right, guys. Well, um, we got UCLA versus Gonzaga tonight in a half hour. So everyone dial up your ESPN and cheer on my Bruins. Yay. And uh, we'll podcast it again in another two or three days and see what else is going on in uh, the world of sports. Sounds fantastic. Great. Yeah. Guys. Enjoy. enjoy All right. Okay. Drive Bye, everyone. everybody. Love you. Bye. Bye.